0: Hey there. Thanks for listening to Live in the Abundant Life. I'm Jenny Schmidt, and it's my prayer that together we become more fully alive, alive to the abundant life of Christ in us. Hey, Jenny Schmidt here. It's great to be back on Living the Abundant Life. I'm excited to talk this morning a little bit about kind of what our role is as believers. What's, what's our job? I don't know about you, but I regularly need kind of vision casting in my life. I got to be reminded of what I'm doing, why am I doing it, and what the end goal is. Romans 12, 4, and 5 talks about how we're one body. We have many members, and the members don't all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ. So as a believer, our job is to be part of the body, not the head, that's Jesus, let's leave that role to him. But as a part of his body on this earth, we are to be doing the thing God created and uniquely designed us to do. Do you, without the bondage of comparison, freely run into the call on your life, utilizing the gifts and God-given greatness on your life for the benefit of others? So, why? Because it reflects God's nature. Your gifts are a display of His nature on this earth. When you operate in your strengths and your greatness, others are blessed and built up by it. And Father God is glorified. Because, in the end, that's the goal to bring glory to our Father, our Creator, the only one worthy of glory among us. The kicker is that we have to do all this in love. If love is not our driving force, but judgment or accusation or condemnation or guilt propels us into action, we're missing the point and we're missing the opportunity to bless others and bless the Father. So all that to say that as we pursue a life of purpose, running our race and our lane, what does it look like to interact with others in the body of Christ? We see people around us struggling. We see people living less than abundant lives. So what's our role with them? It's simple. Here it is. Keep telling them who they are and who God is and leave the rest up to the Holy Spirit. People keep telling people their true identity as sons and daughters of the King. Keep sharing your testimonies of God's goodness and faithfulness to you personally. That is so powerful. People need to hear our own stories. It's incredibly tempting to judge people's process of spiritual growth and maturity, to label them by their stumbles, And to get frustrated with their failures. I get it. But it's not the Father's heart towards us. So we have to check our heart towards others. I have to constantly make choices to love rather than judge. It is just so easy for me to judge and pull back. But God, he loves and leans in. It is easy to judge and pull back. But God loves and leans in. It's his way and it can be our way. As ambassadors of Jesus, we have this honor and joy of shining light into dark and hopeless situations, into troubled lives, and keep telling people what Jesus would see if he was looking at them in that moment, because you know what? He is through you. Ask God, sorry to be cliche, but ask God for clear eyes and full hearts to see the treasure in the broken, the hurting, and the hopeless. And then call out that treasure at every turn, in every circumstance. Every opportunity you get to talk to someone is an opportunity to call out the treasure in them. Tell people you believe in them and that God loves them. It is that simple. Tell them there is hope and there is more. Tell them that the best is yet to come. Be so consistent and persistent in hope for others that people would know what you would say. You can help position people to look up and expect an overflow from heaven when you speak truth and hope into the lies, into the places that they share so vulnerably with you. Honor the authenticity. Handle it gently. When people share with you, be gentle with those stories, with those tender places, and use your voice to echo the cry of heaven. Heaven is saying, your Savior has come. He is leaping over the mountains towards you. I think um, Song of Solomon 2.8 is one of my favorite verses. It says, listen, my beloved, look, here he comes, leaping across the mountains, bounding over the hills. Oh my goodness, I can just picture that. I can just picture my savior coming towards me with that kind of passion and love. And that is what we get to tell people that are in times of challenge or lack or failure. Your savior is leaping over the hills, coming to your aid. The best compliment I get from a friend is when they hear something about me and respond with, nope, that doesn't sound like Jenny. She loves me and wouldn't say that. When someone comes to my defense because they know my heart and they know the consistency of my words so well, I am blessed beyond measure. I feel known. And that's what Jesus desires. He wants us to know his words and his ways so well that when the devil tries to tempt us with lies like God's far, he doesn't care about you, or whatever your lie is, our knee-jerk reaction is, Nope, that doesn't sound like my Jesus. It must be a lie or perversion of the truth. My God wouldn't say that. As we immerse ourselves in his nature, his ways, his word, his presence, we get so consumed with the heart of God towards us and others that love overflows abundantly in our relationships. Words of hope just come pouring out of our mouths unceasingly. These are the gifts that we give in the context of relationship with others, whether it's Christians or people who don't know Jesus yet. As we are filled to the brim with hope, it spills into the lives of others, and they become open to let God pour more and more and more abundantly of his nature into their lives. It's kind of like an infinity pool, how you see the water streaming over the edges continuously. That's what it looks like when we are filled to the brim with hope. And that is the gift we get to give our friends, our family, the people we do life with, to spill over with hope for them because we know who God is and we know how he sees them and we know how he loves them at their worst moments and at their best because we've experienced that, right? Like I have experienced God's overflowing kindness and love for me, absolutely my darkest moments. And from that place, I have this hope for others. The goal of the Christian life, as Heidi Baker puts it, she's this amazing missionary in Africa. She writes this book called Compelled by Love. It's amazing. She says, the goal of the Christian life is union and communion. Union with Christ. Read John chapter 15 in the Passion. It is incredible. Intimacy with Jesus creates abounding love, which leads us then into communion with others to have community, to have community with the people around us. It's this overflow of love that leads us into that. A lack of love causes us to isolate, pull in, not share our lives. It's too scary. It's too dangerous. Heidi says, don't go out and share about him unless you are in love with him. When you are in love with Jesus, then all that you do will radiate him. When I minister, I must minister out of the fullness of my unity with Jesus. I love how Heidi says that. It's so simple but profound. Our ability to unleash abundance in communion or community with others is generated in the secret place, in the intimate place between us and Jesus. It always starts with us and receiving deeper revelation of how he loves us. And from that place, it flows to others. It's how God fashioned us and it's why he knit us together as a body. What one has flows to the other and what another has flows to another part of the body. Your revelation of abundant joy flows into my life while my revelation and testimonies of abundant provision flow into your heart and unleash an expectation in your life for God to provide for you too. How amazing is that? He's fashioned us and made us for one another and for himself. So today, as you see need and are broken with compassion for a lack of faith or hope or provision for those around you, minister out of fullness like Heidi does. Become filled to overflowing in the secret place, just between you and Jesus, as you worship him, as you read his word, and then unleash it in the body, the people you do life around every day. There's nothing more exhilarating or fulfilling than this. It's what we do. It's why we do it. We do it so that others can catch a glimpse of the heart of God for them. And the Lord, the end of the day, the Lord receives the glory due his name. I hope this encourages you. It's just a reminder that's been on my heart lately as I love and do life with people around me. hope you have a great day. And I can't wait to hear of the overflow of goodness and testimony that will come from your life into mine. Thanks. Thanks for listening today. I'd love to close with this prayer that Paul prayed over the Ephesian church. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with the power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all of the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and deep and high is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all of the fullness of God not to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Have a great day.